This week on This Week in Blurns Ball. Damn it, Jeter! Trouble in that bubble. Another bracket? Really? Come on, guys. A biosphere wouldn't actually be that effective of a place to live. I've tried it myself. Buddy! Welcome to this week in Blurns Ball. Pull up a groove and get fabulous. I am your co-host Ben Bloom. With me as always is Jacob Morris. And I mean, when you start off with a swinging Calculon party line, things are bound to go well, right? Yes. Well. And by well, of course, we mean complete and utter panic, so abandon ship! What the fuck has been going on with baseball this week? Like, oh, man. I, I thought we were good. I thought we got to the start of the regular season. Everything was going to be okay. I really thought that. It was just, get to Thursday, man. If we got to Thursday, Dr. Fauci threw out the first pitch. Some great jokes about how wide inside he was. What was your favorite, by the way? Mine was, of course, he didn't want anyone to catch anything. Uh, mine was uh, flattening the curveball. Ah, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, we get to that point. I thought we were okay. And then yesterday happened. <sighs> Jeez. For those of you who are just tuning in and are a bit outside the baseball loop, I mean... What are you doing listening to us? Like, there are more reputable sources of information. But that said, pretty much a third of the Miami Marlins have COVID. That's fucked up. That is real and, fucked up. And they uh, ended up having to postpone, air quotes, their home opener on Monday night against the Orioles while the Philadelphia Phillies, where the Marlins were for the opening series of the season, had to postpone, air quotes, their game against the Yankees because they literally had to fumigate the visitors' clubhouse. Yeah, and the Phillies I feel really bad for because they got exposed. Um, and if you look at how it went down with the Marlins, we're literally in a group chat uh, I love the fact that baseball teams are just high school cliques, but, you know, they get paid millions of dollars. There's a group chat. Uh, they voted that, yes, even though some players are sick, we're going to play. Where in the 113-page safety protocol manual does it say? But you get to decide you get to play if somebody is sick without notifying the other team. 
Well, I, I think it's on page 112. You know, it's like it's the it's the tiebreaker clause. You know, in the event that a global pandemic may somewhat inconvenience the Miami goddamn Marlins, the final authority, just like in biblical times, is a group chat informal vote. Ah, of course. No, how can we blame Derek Jeter? Because it's Derek Jeter. Guarantee you they would not have had this problem if Giancarlo Stanton was still there, if Christian Yelich was still there, um, if uh, Marcelo Zuna was still there. Jose Fernandez, even on the I mean, like, we can't blame Jeter for that. That one was just genuinely sad. But everything after that is Jeter's goddamn fault. It's all Jeter's fault. Yeah, but this legitimately had the potential to shut down the whole season after a weekend of play. A weekend. And, yeah, and honestly, like, would not have been surprising, would not have batten an eyelash at it if they did, but they didn't. They didn't even do what MLS did and kick out the Marlins. I mean, there's a lot of cynical reasons, but let's just start with the big overarching question. Really? Yeah. Really, Florida? They're still the Florida Marlins to me, damn it. Really, Miami? (laughs) Really? How does 17 members of your traveling party get COVID and you just go, meh? Really? I mean, really, like, so much time fighting about union bullshit, you've come to an imposed agreement where even the players who are sitting out are citing, I don't know if safety's going to be first, and all the party line is, we care about player safety, we're going to be testing, we're going to make things airtight. And over the first weekend of baseball, I saw high fives, I saw spitting, I saw touching... Really? Really? According to reports, the Marlins weren't even observing social distancing. They were showing up to the clubhouse all at the same time. They were all not wearing masks in the clubhouse. They weren't properly social distancing. Really? Really, you thought that traveling around the country, possibly around two countries before... before the federal government said, uh, no, thanks, sorry. You think that that's going to be a worse idea than secluding them somewhere. Granted, Florida's not great, Arizona's not great, but secluding anywhere, really, that's not as good as traveling around the country with potential exposures left, right, and center, really? You think we're going to get sued by Seth Meyers for this? Probably. Really? You think that it's a good idea to have the players write up their own codes of conduct to govern themselves and then expect them to follow them themselves? My mic is doing something really funky here, but really? Really? Your mic's doing something funky there? I mean, it's about as funky as Rob Manfred's approach to leadership, to be honest. It's... Really? Like, this is where we're at? This This is is where we're at. Yeah. This really? is this is not 
been a good week for Major League Baseball. Uh, yeah. And I'm not just saying they should cancel the season because the Red Sox are 1-3 and three and have no non-Evaldi starters. I'm not just saying that. But you are also saying that. I mean, okay, like, what are you going to do? Like, Wardo Rodriguez now has, like, heart problems because of COVID, and, like, like I feel sick about that. And, like, you hope he just gets better and is healthy, and I don't care if he doesn't play the rest of the year. How Fuck, I mean. <laughs> how legitimate is this season is a real question we have to ask. And it's a question we had to ask at the beginning of this. But and now that we've had, what, like four games per team, roughly, this this thing has the potential to end so badly for no good reason. Yeah. Um, this This could end in disaster. I mean, where the Marlins are now saying they're looking for players so that they can field a representative squad. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like Mr. Burns saying, search the leagues, American, national, and Negro to find the best players. Like, that's what it sounds like. Your center fielder's been dead for 112 years. Well, I mean, the Marlins center fielder might have been dead for 112 years, for all we know. And again, like, you know, like I had a really smart colleague write an article last week about like sports returning to play and how it's like in, in, in his article, he said, you know, yes, it's a money move, but it's a nuanced money move. They're not trying to rake in cash. They're trying to stay afloat. And like some leagues are more fiscally susceptible to others. Like, from an interest point of view, like, baseball could have capitalized on interest if they did the protocols correctly and didn't descend into union nonsense. But union nonsense was inevitable. Again, the leagues are still rich. They still have the TV contracts. At this point, again, like, we're both, if I may speak for both of us as our legal representative and resident physician you may i think we're firmly in the camp of call the season keep everyone as healthy as possible and we'll try again next year yeah i i think you're right in this one i mean i think we both love baseball more than just about anybody but what we love is that baseball can continue i i think we would give up this season if it means that 2021 can happen and we're in a situation where we might play 15 games in 2020 but that could be at the cost of 2021 and that would be even worse yeah like there's uh, there's obviously no predicting the future but like from everything i'm seeing this there's going to be like inevitable like like domino effects into 2021, whether that's delayed starts or you know limited capacity at stadiums. At the best case scenario, yeah. Um, like, but if you end up with, go sorry, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go first. <laughs> but if you end up with like teams 
physically decimated, God forbid if someone like takes a serious turn, like who the hell's gonna want to watch a sport that just fully like is willing to compromise its players' safety? Exactly. I mean, I watched the Jays game yesterday night. I couldn't believe that that game happened. But it felt almost like watching a wake. Like, yeah, it's happening, but how much longer is this going to happen for? And again, like, this weekend, we were happy. We were enjoying ourselves. It was fucking great to have baseball back. Like, we, we, we can't dispute that. But then, oh shit... The, the real world, like, it, it hits you and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, no, the, no, no, no weekend of diversion is worth this. Yeah. Uh, now, I'd like to point out that Rob Manfred is making Gary Batman look downright competent. And that's a hard thing to do. You St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now... That said, we don't know what the NFL's return-to-play plan is. They could do it just as bad as baseball. They could be just as terrible, Remember. for all we know. Remember, the NFL does everything bigger and worse and lies twice as well. So whatever we're seeing with baseball, the NFL is going to top it or bottom it, whatever, however metric we're going by. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's Something tells me that someone can do it worse than what's happening with baseball right now. Oh, absolutely and... it will be done worse. <laughs> wow, what a really, really cheerful way to start the podcast this week. I know, an incredibly cheerful first 13 minutes of the podcast, but that's really all we have to talk about. Other than, hey, there were baseball games this weekend. Actual, meaningful, we hope baseball games in the regular season of 2020 for the first time in the history of this podcast there was regular season baseball to talk about i know and i thought things were gonna be fantastic after friday night how wrong was i i ugh. i know it's four games into the season and i shouldn't be reading into it but I am reading so deeply into what the hell is happening with the Boston Red Sox. Call it divine retribution for Mookie Betts. Call it, you know, call it whatever you want. Call it just, you know, a rotation that struggled last year is now wiped out due to injuries and or worse. But Evaldi looked great. And Kevin Pillard is like a serviceable outfielder. And Verdugo's a head case, okay. and I love head cases. Kevin Pillar is a great defensive outfielder. Don't count on his bat for jack shit. Let me tell you that as a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Oh, I know. That's why I said serviceable, because it encompasses the overall production of our fellow tribe member. Yes. <laughs> now, But, you know... If Jackie Bradley Jr., he's, like, made more web gems this weekend than most people make in their entire lives. Um, Christian Vasquez is, like, like Jason Veritek reincarnated. I mean, there is good on this team, but just no fucking starters. 
And if you look at the Blue Jays, they have lots of starters, which I found is such a great transition from last year, where they started like 30 guys over the course of the season. Um, but Seriously. it turns out the bullpen is where they thought they were going to have some strength because of all these guys they brought in is an area of relative weakness. Uh, Rafael Dolis, who was supposed to be this flamethrower they brought back from Japan, he's looking uh, a little shaky. And then Ken Giles blows up his arm in Tampa. God, the little trop of horrors, man. That's that's what it is for the Blue Jays. <laughs> oh, God, I hate the trop. Not just because of Game 162, not just because of 08, and not just because it's aesthetically displeasing. Although, you know what, you, you were watching games at the Trop all weekend. It looked the same as always, right? Yeah, it looked the same as always, but it was louder. I think there should be a rule that the pumped-in <laughs> crowd noise isn't allowed to get louder than the real crowd noise would have been. It, it makes it, it it makes it like non not realistic as much as disembodied ghost voices can be not realistic. Can we talk about disembodied fans and the Philly fanatic? Yes, we can. Oh my god! So the Philly fanatic, noted friend of the podcast, Philly fanatic. Uh, if we're gonna yes. go way back in time. Uh, <laughs> was great interview terrific interview i'm surprised the dude had a british accent but who'd have thunk uh hey christopher Plummer has a british accent anyone can have a british accent fair enough johnny depp has a british accent and he's from new jersey yeah and then when he's not british he's from you know like louisiana but he's still from new jersey anywho Philly Fanatic going ham wild with the cardboard cutout fans, running around, high-fiving them, doing the wave. That's what baseball is about. The Philly Fanatic. Truly, you know, just just a, uh, truly the clown prince of mascots. And, you know, like, and he shares a parking lot structure with, you know, the orange menace of the NHL. So he's really having to step up his game in a post-Britty world. Now, do the mascots get to go to the NHL bubble? Because if so, I want to see Gritty in the bubble. Because like Paulie Shore, he could cause some trouble in that bubble. (laughs) Buddy. (laughs) Oh my god, I really hope... If I'm... Canadian Border Services Agency, I'm not letting Gritty into the goddamn country. Yes, that is fair. It's like a, we're just, no, it's like, like have him on a watch list, God. <laughs> yeah, that is more than fair. And, yeah, like, right now, you've got teams in Toronto and in that western uh, one-cow-town oil outpost that is, I guess, called Edmonton. Yeah, you, you've got teams bubbling there right now, and, you know, bubble hockey, huh, I get it. It's like, we don't know what's going to happen with that yet either. But it sure as hell seems a lot better organized than what we're dealing with in baseball. Yeah, I mean, hockey has done it incredibly well. 
For now. For now. For now. We, we of course, want everything to go well, but there's just way too many variables out there. Yeah, is there going to... Are we going to be talking about, like, real live baseball by this time next week? I don't know. I'm really not sure. And, again, like, you, you, you were telling me this, like, off the podcast, does Garrett Cole's range-shortened complete game earn him the Cy Young? Man... I, do we hand out awards if the season lasts less than a week? Because I think we well, absolutely then, have to. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, someone's going to win the Triple Crown <laughs> somehow. Oh. Shohei Otani's Infinity ERA. That was one heck of an outing. And you know what? G- give give Daniel Bard the MVP. Like, the, forget Cy Young. Give him the MVP. Like, Comeback player back, of the year. Yeah. Man, Daniel yeah, Bard has I mean, earned himself a Disney movie. Like, if you yeah, look at that story, like, we're both nodding 100%. here. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah, I I would pay good money to watch that movie from the comfort of my own home because movie theaters aren't going to exist anymore. No, I I don't think I am ever going back <laughs> to a movie theater. <laughs> Maybe to watch oh, Marvel films one day Maybe. in a mask. Yeah. Man, uh, what was I going to say? Like, Michael B. Jordan is the Rutger Hauer of the Marvel Universe. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Ooh, speaking of Michael like, B. Jordan. Speaking yes. of Michael B. Jordan. So, we have ladies, a backup plan. We always have a backup plan. We had tremendous, asterisk, success with our best baseball movies bracket. And should everything go sideways... When it does. We now have... When it does. A greatest fictional athlete bracket ready to go. And I already have an issue with our player pool. What's your issue with our player pool? So, we scoured through not just baseball movies, but all sports movies, and also TV shows and video games, and again, under the category of greatest fictional athlete, someone put Rudy Rudiger in there. Ah, now I would like to note that the story that is told in the movie Rudy is so heavily fictionalized that it is practically a fictional athlete. If you ask Joe Montana about what actually happened with Rudy Rudiger, he tells you the whole story is bullshit. <laughs> you see, I had a feeling you were going to say that, but I just like hearing it because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Samwise. Like, he's, he, he, he's the reason why you know, the ring was destroyed. But, yeah. Rudy oh, Rudiger, man, so, as okay. we saw in the movie, Rudy is a fictional athlete. So, here's what I suggest then. Because I think we do need to include Michael B. Jordan in Friday Night Lights. I say we have a longest yard play-in game, like they do in the NCAA. All right, I think that's fair. Versus Adam Sandler, because, you know, 
Burt Reynolds! Yeah, well, I think that I think that we know who's gonna win that one. Do we know? Do we? Yes. Yes, there is a significantly superior movie. Are you just putting him down as Michael B. Jordan from Friday Night Lights? Yeah, because I forget Vince's last name. <laughs> That's fair. So, I think, as kind of the lead-in, we are going to read down all 65 fictional athletes right now. We have 14 yes. from baseball. Roy Hobbs from The Natural. Homer Simpson from The Simpsons, specifically from the episode Homer at the Bat. Taranga Leela from yes. Futurama, uh, from the episode Leela of her own. Steve Nebraska from Which the movie The Scout. Named I. Yep. Uh, now, this one's an interesting one because the movie was very bad, but he was a very good athlete. Henry Rowan Gardner from Rookie of the again. Year. Uh, then we have our Major again, League our contingent. Ricky, Wild Thing Vaughn, Willie Mays Hayes, and Pedro Serrano. Benny the Jet Rodriguez from The Sandlot. Amanda from Bad News Bears. Billy Chapel from The Love of the Game. Uh, Nuke Lelouch from Bull Durham. Crash Davis from Bull Durham. And Ginny Baker from the short-lived but much-beloved Fox TV show, Pitch. I loved that show. That was like, a great I, show. I stupid Fox. Fox canceling again, things before their time. <laughs> our, our our podcast is pretty much predicated on the fact that Fox cancels things too soon. Yes. Would you like to read the next couple? Because I just read off 14 names. I would be happy to. And again, so for the fictional athlete bracket, we're going based on the athlete's performance. They could be in a bad movie, but if they're a good athlete they could still travel farther than people might think. So again, a good athlete in a great movie might lose to a great athlete in a bad movie. Yeah. So we're th this is the Steve Nebraska test, essentially. The movie The Scout was terrible, but Steve Nebraska threw 105 miles an hour, struck out everybody, and hit home runs in every at-bat. He's a great fictional athlete perhaps one of the greatest of all time so what you're saying is that right now on episode 26 we are jumping the shark yeah <laughs> good okay i'll read off the next six for boxing and then the next 10 for basketball because that roughly adds up to how many you read previously sounds good all right, so in the boxing category, we have Dredrick Tatum from The Simpsons. Uh, we have Rocky Balboa from the Rocky franchise. We have Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. We have Apollo Creed from the first Rocky, because that's when he was at his best. Uh, we have Clubber Lang from Rocky III, of course, because, you know, Mr. T is awesome. He pities the fool. And, of course, from Punch-Out, we have Glad Joe. <laughs> Uh, and now moving on to what's probably going to be one of the more competitive, you know, uh, one of the more competitive groups, the basketball group. Uh, we've got Jesus Shuttlesworth from He Got Game, Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers, 
Calvin Cambridge from Like Mike, he, he, he could surprise some people because he's a child with Michael Jordan's powers. It's the shoes, man. It's gotta be the shoes. We've got Junior Battle from Coach Carter, Lola Bunny from Space Jam, Bill Murray from Space Jam. Hey, he had the key dime in that game. He did, and you know what? You know, defensive tactical master. Like he, he, he masterminded that entire you know sequence at the end, motivating Daffy Duck. Like Bill Murray, and he's a halfway decent golfer. It's a very halfway decent golfer. And of course, Uncle Drew from the Uncle Drew commercials and also the movie for anyone who actually saw it. Did that movie actually ever come out or was it straight to Amazon? Straight to Amazon. It's a lot of fun because of all of like the basketball legends in old person makeup. (laughs) All right. Rounding it out, though, we've got Billy Hoyle from White Men Can't Jump, Scott Howard from Teen Wolf, the movie, and, of course, Coop and Reamer as a tandem from Basketball. Okay, so then we've got Rudy Rudiger from Rudy in Football. This is our football pool. Uh, so that I am pulling down the supreme ruling here that Rudy is fictional enough. Shane Falco, dude, whoa, from The Replacements. Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. Uh, We've got the Paul Crew Showdown. Burt Reynolds versus Adam Sandler from the two versions of The Longest Yard. Vince from Friday Night Lights. Rod Tidwell from Jerry Maguire. Show me the money! Show me the money! Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Phil Elliott from North Dallas 40. Mox Moxon from Varsity Blues. And Devin Wade from Madden the Long Shot video game. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a deep cut right there. And I'll be honest, the crying scene with Vanderbeek in Varsity Blues is better than Dawson's Creek crying meme. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude can cry. Like, mad respect. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, so I'll take care of the hockey uh, pool. We've got Reggie Dunlop, the the master himself from Slapshot. We've got Charlie Conway from the Mighty Ducks. We've got the Hanson brothers from Slapshot. We've got Doug the Thug Glatt from Goon. Shot on location in Halifax. What up? We got Riley and Jonesy from Letterkenny. And, of course, somehow as a hockey player, because he was never a golfer, Happy Gilmore. And then the miscellaneous pool, where I think our winner is going to come out of the miscellaneous pool, because there is just so much talent in here. We got Vince LaSalle from the cartoon Recess. Vince was just otherworldly talented at so many things. And he still, you know, made it back to class in time to, you know, like, to avoid the wrath of Miss Grundy. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, Daniel LaRusso from The Karate Kid. 
Sweep the leg, Johnny. Man, Daniel should have been eliminated in the finals of the Valley Karate Tournament. That was a high kick. Oh, my God. We're going to get into this, aren't we? We are. Uh, we got Fast Eddie Felsen from The Hustler and its sequel, The Color of Money. Paul Newman came back 20 years later to do a sequel. We're going to have a Newman versus Costner matchup at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. We got Cole Trickle, Days of Thunder, Captain Lance Murdoch oh, man, that's like... from The Simpsons. Man, Days of Thunder is just Top Gun with cars. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's why it is the greatest movie. That's where Danger Zone should have been the theme song, too. Highway to the it's, Danger Zone. Yeah. It's, it's shot for shot the same movie. Yeah, except it's got race cars. Uh, the Dodgeball yeah, it's Contingent. It's like Goodfellas and Casino. Yeah, same movie. Uh, we've got the Dodgeball Contingent, Pete LaFleur, White Goodman, Kate Veitch, and Patches O'Houlihan, all from Dodgeball. Now, is it old? Want me to take care of the rest? Yes, but I have a question. Is it old Patches O'Houlihan, played by Rip Torn, or is it young Patches O'Houlihan, played by Hank Azaria of Simpsons fame? Yes. Okay. They are one and the same. They are the holy patches. The whole patches. <laughs> and rounding it out, uh, we've got two characters from one of the more underrated sports movies, in my opinion. You've got Tommy Reardon, Tom Hardy from Warrior, and Brendan Conlon, Joel Edgerton from Warrior. Like, you don't see many uh, MMA movies. This one was incredible. It had drama it like it broke your heart it broke some limbs a thousand percent worth of rewatch uh we've got alex hunter from fifa the journey you know world's most popular video game might as well like have it represented uh we have jess core barma from bend it like beckham because you know like bend it like beckham <laughs> man that movie was um, incredibly popular when we were kids Oh, yeah, that movie was huge. Like, I mean, neither of us saw it at the time because it was a soccer movie, but... Yep. The legend himself. Pablo M.F. Sanchez. The backyard baseball god who stood at three feet tall and was a cheat code. He was... He was Arbo Jackson. Yeah, he was Arbo Jackson. Four baseballs at every stat. If you didn't pick oh him, you were nuts. Yeah, like every single team had to have him and then Jim Tomey at first base. Yeah. Because Jim Tomey was like an adorable cartoon child. Yes, he was. As opposed to Randy Johnson, who was just a gangly, awkward teenager in that game. I think the Randy Johnson uh, character in that game had a mustache. Because, you know, it's Randy Johnson. Yep. All right, we've now got Johnny Utah from Point Break. Keanu Reeves making two appearances in this bracket. Because remember, he was a quarterback at Ohio State. Then he joins the FBI. And then he becomes a halfway decent surfer. And, of course, we have Bodie, who is, you know, like the, the golden-haired surfing bandit. 
Uh, we've got Judah Ben-Hur, because chariot racing counts as a sport. If if NASCAR counts as a sport, chariot racing counts as a sport. And Tony Scott did want the, the race scenes between uh, Yondu and uh, Tom Cruise to be Ben-Hur-esque. Yeah, I'd believe that. And then, and then rounding it out, the oldest sport ever, you know, murder... Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I'm Michael Douglas. Quiet, you. (laughs) So. So, yeah. This is going to be a mess. I am so here for it. I have no idea how we're going to figure out who's the number one seed in this bracket. I think we're just going to have to do a 64-man draw where we randomly assign it. I'm sure there's like a computer program out there somewhere that like like if you put in like like you like random number generator like one to sixty four. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because there is no fair way to do this where we, unlike we did with the baseball movies where we had some sort of semblance of randomness to it. Yeah, this one is just it is too ridiculous. I mean this. It's going to be great when they shut down baseball because we're we're not going to have baseball. <laughs> we're not going to have baseball. So this is officially a sports pop culture podcast. It always kind of was, though. Yes, it always kind of was, but now we're just making it official. 100%. And, I mean, off-air we'll sort out the bracket and we'll post it to our Twitter account when it's ready, but uh, we we hope you stay tuned. Uh, we hope you liked our previous bracket nonsense. This time, there's different sentimentality. There's going to be more arguments, and there's a chance a baseball player doesn't win. There's a high chance a baseball player doesn't win. I think we should have put Pablo Sanchez with the baseball players rather than with the miscellany. Well, that's, I initially had thought we would do, like, pools and then brackets, so that's why I split them up. That's because fair. Because it would have been odd numbers. If we do pool play, we could but do pool play. So. Huh. No, let's, let's, do, let's do bracket. Let's, Straight let's bracket? Have, you know, let's have... There can be only one. There can I'm, only I'm, be one! Oh, man, this has gone so far off the rails. I am so here for it, though, because, you know what? Like, baseball went off the rails. We have to follow suit. Yeah. Uh, There's only one way to respond to insanity, and it's with further insanity. The only thing better than a zany scheme is an even zanier scheme. (laughs) Uh, Ha. Speaking of zany schemes, do you want to talk favorite Futurama episode of the week? All right, there's. I'm really hoping we didn't pick the same one again because, like, that's happened to us too many times. You go first. I'm going. I'm gonna go with a later season episode, Saturday morning fun pit. Okay, we did not pick the same episode. All right, nicely done, us. I mean, like, it's it's riffing on Saturday morning cartoons. It's got gratuitous use of Nixon. 
It's got a Scooby-Doo spoof. It's got, you know, like, evil breakfast cereal. It's got G.I. Zap. <laughs> I'll avenge you, you bastards. It's okay if I say bastard. It's a good one. That's a very good one. Uh, I pick... Plus George Takei. George Takei is always a good add to an episode. I picked, essentially in honor of one line, the cryonic woman. Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore. I sure caused some trouble in that there bubble. Buddy. (laughs) The weasel. Yes. So Fry. Oh, my God. Fry's 20th century girlfriend is unfrozen when Fry becomes a technician at the cryogenics clinic uh, and ruins his 30th century life. Ah, Sarah Silverman. She's the best. (laughs) She is the best. Man, Fry, what's with... But there's smog and, uh, and ruffians. Yeah, what's with all the social commentary? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's los angeles but children roam the streets enough with the social commentary already you see og this is what happens in our time <laughs> trust me i know what people want to hear when they get uh, defrosted bathrooms on the left thank you oh man uh and then just like the the like at like amid like the child death fight, it's like kids hey, time for Hebrew school. Oh, oh man, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you knew it was Los Angeles. <laughs> oh my god, that's a great poll. Plus, you know, to it's bad to have loved and lost. Nah, I, I can't poly sure. No, it's very hard to poly sure. Yeah, <laughs> but. Essentially, because he makes a bubble reference, and all we're talking about right now is bubbles. That was... so titled Biodome. Yes, we're definitely calling this episode Biodome. <laughs> As Ben takes a sip of his straight gin. Takes a lot to get through the day, alright? Yeah, it does. Uh, do you have a pick for a classic game of the week? I'm gonna go with... That's a very good question. My classic game of the week is going to be from July 24th, 2020. The Boston Red Sox blowing off the fucking doors on the Baltimore Orioles. And it all goes downhill from there. I just want to live in that game where, you know, we haven't fucked up the bubble. And the Red Sox do have a starting pitcher, singular. So, ironically, I'm going to pick a game from the very same day, July 24th, 2020, when the Blue Jays beat the Rays 4-2, and it's the debut of Hinjin Ryu, everything is great because it's opening day, the bubble hasn't exploded yet, uh, the Marlins still have all of their players in theory, and they aren't sick. We aren't debating about, is this the end of the baseball season yet? It was all so magical four days ago. And oh. now it's not. And now it's not. Fuck. 
man, there's really not going to be I mean, baseball for much longer, is there? I mean, there's only one way to know for sure. Let's consult the bobble pin. Bobble pin, will there be baseball? Bobble pin says no. He says no. Oh. Bobble, bobble pin. Bobble pin can only say no. Or yes, depending on how his bobble is oriented. Can bobble pin say yes? I didn't think he really bobbled that way. Let's see. Bobble pin, can you say yes? No. <laughs> Duly noted. Excellent pin construction, by the way. And also give Paul Lucas at UniWatch a follow on Twitter. Check out his blog. And, of course, if you're so inclined, pick up some UniWatch merch. I certainly did. Yes. The bobble pin. The bobble pin. I'd and also again, like that was an unsolicited promo, yeah. <laughs> I'd also like to mention that this episode of This Week in Blurns Ball is brought to you by Big Pink Chewing Gum. Big Pink. Give yourself <laughs> the fresh breath of a summer ham. It's endorsed by Henry Kissinger. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. Yeah. Oh man. With his looks he got Jill St. John. Enough said. <laughs> Stupid Nixon. Uh, you got anything oh, else man. to plug this week? Um, turns out we're on Spotify. I didn't know that. I've been listening to us on Anchor the whole time. So, Anchor, if you're on it, listen to us there. Give us a good review. Five stars or better is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Uh, we're on and all the yeah. big platforms. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pretty much, if you can get podcasts there, you can listen to us there. So people have heard what we're saying? Oh, Apparently. Those inflammatory things you said about the government is bad. Oh, well, I mean, wait, which government was I slagging on? I, I can't remember. Oh. I, 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 uh, I, I, I mean, like, we have nothing to feel guilty about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'd also like to mention that you can give us a follow. Uh, it, the podcast itself is at TWI Blurnsball. We'll get the fictional athlete bracket up there shortly. Uh, and we will actually do a better job of maintaining the bracket this time than we did last time when it was just kept internal within the podcast. Uh, you can also I follow... society. Yes. You can also follow myself. I'm at JMS Morris, and you can follow Ben. He's at Benjamin K. Bloom. We tweet a lot of Futurama GIFs, uh, so it's fun like that. Yeah, I mean, like, what you hear on the podcast is what you get from us in real life. I mean, like, none of this is an act, because no one could ever craft a character as, you know, immature and... And Meshagos as we are. Yeah, pretty much. This is pure, unfiltered reality, <laughs> folks. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much We should us. probably use a filter. I <laughs> use a filter sometimes when I'm dealing with professional people, and they can't tell. It's a little psychopathic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've abandoned all sense of filter and everything. I'm just like, yeah, might as well run with it, see what happens, and... So far, can't complain. Yeah, it's worked for you. Uh, man, we're really into garbage <laughs> time here. So, 
Uh, I think we should... Yeah, let's let's pull the it. ejection handle here. So, for This Week in Blurns Ball, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom. Thank you so much for joining us. Farewell from the world of tomorrow. And the bathroom's that way.